This man needs no introduction. He's got an incredible set of honours to his name already. Wicklow Way record holder, Kerry Way Ultra winner, Eco Trail 80k winner, and he has no plans on stopping. Let's call in the fantastic Gavin Byrne. Gavin, great to have you back on the show. You're very welcome to Trail Running Ireland. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad. I want you to have me back again. Thanks a million. Yeah, and nearly 12 months to the, to the week, Gavin. This time last year, we were talking to you just after you won the, the K-Way Ultra and you were on Joe Duffy Live Line. So I'm not too sure if Joe called you again after winning the Eagle Trail, did he? No, no phone call from Joe. No, no, no nothing this year, no. Yeah, well, at least, you know, you're 12 months down the line and it's another big win under your belt. And I suppose coming from, and we can talk about this now, the disappointment of the result, and let's get into that in UTMB, to come back from that and get the win in Bray two weeks ago, you must have been really delighted to come back with such a strong result. Uh, yeah, I was over the moon to come back and win the Ego Trail um, and get a good result. But like, I have to be mindful when I say disappointment at the UTMB because most people would be um, would be glad to finish the UTMB. Never mind run it in. I think it was thirty one and a half hours. I ran it in. So yeah, so it was disappointment for me, but for everyone else, most people would be delighted. So like, you know, you know yourself. I was just disappointed with myself during the whole race, just me performance overall. But then, then I redeemed myself in in the Eco Trail. Yeah, sure. If we go back maybe a couple of weeks into Chamonix and to, to start the interview there, Gavin, I mean, as you said, like, you know, you were, I think, what was it, 129th or so out of 1,500 finishers. So yeah. you're still up there in the top percent. It's still an incredible run, an incredible achievement to do that in the 31 hours, as you said. But I know from talking to you beforehand that there was great competition and it's great to see great competition amongst the Irish runners that were there. Um, Ian Keish, Brian Buckley, Joe O'Leary, Mickey McPeak just came in uh, two hours behind you as well. So wonderful in a way to have that Irish competition there. But I know probably everybody there, certainly the likes of yourself and Ian would have been looking <laughs> for that first Irish person home, um, you know, to, to have that feather in your cap. So, when you were be, before the race, when you were planning, Gav, what was that the the race strategy to to try and make sure you were first Irish person home, or was that even top of your agenda? Was it more about getting a good time, getting a good overall position, or maybe just talk to us about what your pre UTMB race strategy was? Yeah, I suppose what I wanted from the UTMB, it's t- it's so, it was like. It would be nice to would it, to be the um, first Irish person finished, but that wasn't the main aim. It was the the main aim of it was for me was to try and get around the course, um, like in, in comfort, like try and not struggle, try not have mistakes, try and learn, and try and have a good race. Where, where I finished didn't was irrelevant really, in my opinion. How long it took, I kind of wanted. I did want a good time. I wanted to run. As well as I could run, but it just didn't go that way. Um, unfortunately, a few of the lads that finished ahead of me that doesn't bother me. You know, they're great runners. Like if they're ahead, they're ahead. There's no no big deal. Um, but for myself, I just felt like I underperformed. I could have done better. There was loads, loads of little things that bothered me from the very start during the race. Um, like um, I'll give you an example. Say so once we took off, I had I was actually using a a pack this year, the Salomon Sense pack. 
And sure, the way you pack them packs, you put the squish the stuff into the top. I mean, you had a lot of kit, but within the first few minutes, then the first hour, half an hour of the, of the race, stuff were popping out of the top. And then I had to stop, pick it up, and reorganize my kit again. Then it was happening again. And there was a little thing. And then that's that, from the very start, then I was like, oh, this isn't going to be a good day. And then there was another thing. Then I went to take out my poles. That was in the first two hours, say, you know, the running poles. Um, and, and you pull the poles and there's a little clip in them and it clips and locks the pole. And and the clip was broken. And I just thought, oh, I'm, I'm here in the Alps for another 31 hours and my poles are broken. I thought, so this, 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 this isn't going to plan. Like, I just felt like I was completely underprepared for kit-wise and all that stuff and even, even training-wise. So I was, I was a bit annoyed with myself from, from the get-go, you know? Yeah, but you must have incredible mental strength. And I suppose, Gav, we've all seen it over the years at this stage that you do have in, incredible self-determination to get through all these challenges and, and ultra races that you've competed so well in and won in. But I mean, in, in moments like that, when there's kit falling out, there's kit breaking, um, you see one or two of the Irish lads push on where do you get the strength to keep on battling the mountains in UTMB? Do you, can you just, is it easy to push all those problems aside and, and you just try and enjoy the experience? Are, are you self-talking to yourself? What, what are you doing to, to get through kilometre by kilometre and all, what is it, 170 kilometres, Gavin? How do you do it? Yeah, it's um, funny enough, like that, that, that day, that particular day, I felt like I didn't have mental strength. Like I was really giving up on myself. Uh, like I, I was thinking, oh, I'll drop out here, I'll drop out there, I'll drop out there. And you get to the next checkpoint and you go, I go on to the next checkpoint, I'll go on to the next checkpoint. And like, but you just have to remind yourself then, I'm after paying to come here, I'm after flying all the way to France. Um, it costs a lot of money to go to Chamonix, as you know, it's not too cheap over there. Like, so it's your holidays and, 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 the aim of your holidays, it was to finish that event. So you just have to keep that in your head as well. And then you can also think, right, if I don't finish this event this weekend, that means I'm going to have to come back again. Not that I don't want to go back again. It means I will have to come back again to finish it. Um, so that, like little things like that helps. And then, and then, uh, and then I happened to be bumping into Sean Stewart, a great runner from uh, Donegal. And I was bumping to him, him in the checkpoints all the time. And then I got chatting to him and then he was saying, no, we'll keep going. And then we crisscrossed paths for, for hours. And then eventually then in the last 10 hours, we just said, look, we'll just run together. And uh, so we ran together. I, I used his crew man then, alone, and he helped me get through it. And then um, later on then, when I started to get daylight again into Saturday, I had uh, Paddy and um, his girlfriend, Elnor. So, them two then helped me then. So I had a good team there, like between Sean and, and the three crew people. They, they the people like them just will just make it easier, you know, especially likes of Paddy and, and Lone and the, the top crew men, you know. Yeah, I know they're brilliant. And I mean, you were able to get through the mental battles then. Like, were there any physical battles, Gav, where say, you know, the hamstrings went or the quads went, or you just felt like just getting sick and physically not being able to do it? Was there any low moments with the yeah. legs, buddy? No, not not major, major low moments um regards physically. I had a few a few little blisters and that, but uh, 
ah, that just happens, you know, like it does make things slightly awkward. I kind of underprepared mentally for the route or for the whole for the whole race. Like I, I underestimated the challenge, you know. I like I had a few good results over the years. I had a great result say in Chamonix in 2019 in the TDS. So yeah. I kind of I kind of just thought I'll just run that well, you know. I I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't plan to have a bad race, and it wasn't the worst race, but it wasn't the best race by far. So uh, I had never. I hadn't. I just hadn't planned to, to, for for bad for bad times. So, but just blisters, really. General tiredness from ultras and uh, slight demotivation um, at times. Yeah, yeah. But as you said, then when you did get to the finish line, there, there was a great Irish crew there between the support crew that you said. The other lads that have come in and finished, the likes of Ian, Brian and Joe, Richard Noonan and his family there as well. And lots of other Irish there too. And there was a really great atmosphere there, wasn't it? Lots of Irish flags around. And so it's great to see, what is it? One, two, three, four, five people in the top, five Irish in the top 10% of the big one, of the big UTMB. Oh, it was brilliant to see. Great, It's a great result for, for, for us. We don't even have that many ultra runners in Ireland. Uh, yeah, some places. So it, it's good to see. It's good to see. Um, it's good to see them all getting in 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 good times. Like Joe had a great time. Brian and Ian had great times. Everyone had great times. Just to finish, and then you had a few others that were still behind me. But we had we had good results. Like which which was. Mm-hmm. Which is, and a couple of weeks afterwards, Gav, where everything is settled, you know, you've done another race now as well. Like. <laughs> Are you, are you up for another challenge? Do you think next year in UTMB would you have another time in mind? Um, what do you think? Is there another? Is there another hundred and seventy kilometers in there? Um, I've, I've I've been looking at other races. Um, I've been looking at other races. See, Columbia aren't sponsoring the the UTMB anymore, so my automatic entry is is, is not there no more. So um, there's plenty of other races on the on on the, around the world. So. I, I might I'll have a good look and I might pick something different. I was looking, I was already looking at one there called the Swiss Peaks race, and they have plenty of uh, different distances. I know um Gavin Hennigan, he he did the hundred mile there a few weeks ago and had a great result, came fifth overall. So maybe something like that, something different, something a bit more low key. I love the low key kind of races, so it'd be nice to do something like that, you know. Yeah, okay. But well, listen, post UTMB, um you went on and you won Eco Trail only a couple of weeks after UTMB, and I'm sure you know there's lots of people looking for your your tips on recovery. And I know from talking to you just before Eco Trail started that it was just quite straightforward, Gav, wasn't it? It was just you just rested and yeah. nothing major, no no secret pills or medicine or just just rest, and yeah, then you just... were ready to go, and the body was able to put out a big one. Yeah, well, I done a few little things different. I, I took a week, uh, at least a week off of generally all activities. Now, I did do a bit of walking around the park or whatever and, and catching up with friends and going for slight small walks. Um, yeah, I rested the week. And then after a week or two, I started jumping on the bike then. and hadn't been on the bike in a long time. So I was enjoying the, the bike, the road cycling up towards the Sally Gap and that. And I actually think that that did help me because I remember my first time on the bike after the UTMB and it was probably my first time road cycling this year, going up one of the hills and I was thinking, my God, I don't remember. I don't remember ever being this hard to cycle up a hill. Yeah. Out of me, you know? So stuff like that. And then I'd I done a, bit, a few long hikes and 
I didn't just put pressure on myself to go back running. Like, you're not going to forget how to run, you know? So in the week leading up to the Eco Trail, I just done um, one or two um, fast kilometers, nothing major, like, and just kind of went into the race with very little expectation. And yeah, just hope for the best when I turned up at the start line. I was in two minds when I didn't even go to the race, but I had an entry, so I said I'll go there and see how it goes. Yeah, but what, what what I'm hearing from what you're saying is that it's so important just to respect maybe the first week or so after a big race like that to do rest, go out and see friends, chill, take it easy. But then what worked for you and what will hopefully work for other people listening in, in is to start walking, to start doing some you know easy casual hikes in the mountains, get on the bike, and then maybe yeah. after two or three weeks you're ready to run again. Yeah, that's it. Like I, I actually. I, I hadn't done much strength work this year either. So I just started doing stuff like that's basic strength work in your sitting room kind of thing and slight bit of mobility. Now, I did that after about two or three weeks because I was as stiff as a mule. And um, so I've done little stuff like that, you know, basic strength work, sit up, squats, all that kind of thing. Um, just, just, to, just to get the blood flowing, you know. Um, yeah. really well, well, I have to say, I remember when I saw you at the start line in the morning of Eco Trail. You know, I thought you looked really lean and really fit looking. So, you know, it wasn't a surprise maybe then when you did have such a strong run that morning. And when the gun went off and off you went, Gav, um, did it take a while to get going over the 80 kilometers or did you did you move into the lead straight away? How did the body feel as the race progressed? So it was good. When I first went, when we first started, I found myself at the front um straight away and, and and I remember chatting to a few of the lads before I was like I don't want to be at the front leading this race straight away the next thing I'm at the front straight away <laughs> I was tipping away and I was looking behind me hoping a few lads would catch up so in the end two lads came along then I think Rory was and Shane I think their names was so they ran with them to the end to the start of the hill start to pray ahead uh, and then they took off up the hill and I was like oh this is gonna this isn't gonna be too easy so we ran along then with, and uh same they kind of I always kept them in my eye but they'd built up a lead of 100 or 200 metres and I teamed up I would have been in joint fifth with three other lads so it was grand now we were just tipping away there for a while and a few others another two caught up with us Fabio and uh, some guy from Tipperary so there was a few of us in the pack then there was two ahead and then five behind and I remember they were having a good old chat the lads um, and I remember saying to the group, I said, out of the seven of us, because we were doing a solid pace, I was like, there's no way. I said, at least 50% of us in this seven, so half of us are not going to be in the top 10, top top six um, even. So, and I don't think, I think, I think out of everyone that was there, maybe Fabio was the only one that finished in the top 10 out of the seven of us that were there. Uh, wow. Which was quite funny because, you know, I just knew what was going to happen. Uh, because we were doing a decent clip, and I could tell by the style of the way the lads were running up hills and stuff. I was like, "Ah, this isn't, this isn't gonna sustain too long," you know. Um, which was, which was, which was good enough for me. Like, yeah, yeah, um, and of course, you went on and you got the the course record, Gav. I don't know if that was in your in your thoughts on the day itself. I think Joe Warren in two thousand and nineteen ran seven hours fifty nine minutes. Joe, of course, is is one of the top. 800 meter and 1500 meter track 
runners over the last nearly 15 years now, real quality athlete. And he gave Eco Trail a go as his kind of a bit of an adventure for him onto the trails and he, and he smashed it that day. So he broke his record by what, by six minutes. But of course, I think this year had an extra kilometer and a half or so as well. Oh, it? So yeah. it's a good 10 minutes faster than that from than Joe's time. Right. Okay. I didn't know I had an extra kilometer or so. Um, yeah, I think yeah, there, was there, there was a few little, I think, um, crossroads that need to be adjusted, I think, on that time from Joe's. I think that just to be confirmed, I'll double check that with Rennie and Paul. But I think most of the courses had to be adjusted just for a few little safety reasons um, requests right. from the Guardi and that. So, yeah, an extra kilometer. So I think so, Gav. So, yeah, yeah. so you smashed the course record. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a, a major um, target, really, to be honest, because I, like, I, I didn't know. How the race was gonna go? I, I, I was happy enough to have a good run, um, but when I got to halfway and I I, I kind of knew by the pace I was at, I think um, I can't remember the exact times, but when I was at halfway, I think I had ten minutes spare in the bank. If if it was an eighty k route, I had ten minutes in the bank, so that would have meant I was finishing at seven fifty roughly. So mm-hmm. I kind of I knew I knew my times and I knew where I was at and I knew all I had to do was sustain the effort level I was at. And I was ahead of uh, Joe Warren's time. Um, yeah. It became a target at halfway, all right. But at the okay. start, it definitely wasn't a target, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure, Gav, you still must get great joy, great personal satisfaction when you, when you cross a finish line in first position. And I suppose, what, what's the greater joy to complete 80 kilometers or to get the win? Oh, I don't know. It's hard to know. Just to, just to, on that particular day, ah, it was both really to, to finish and then to finish well is is it was was two wins for me that day, and um, yeah. just proves I can I can recover quick enough and I can um, still race reasonably well um, after such a big challenge um, four or five weeks before you know. Yeah, and what's the the plan now for the winter time, Gavin? Is it kind of have you gone through the same recovery process that you did post UTMB with Eco Trail, back to walking, cycling, or are you back into kind of normal training, a base period, or any any other races coming up before Christmas? Yeah, so I was back with an easy week again straight after Eco Trail, and then I got out for um, I go out hiking sometimes, so I done a big six hour hike with a group of people and. So that's quite good, got me going. And uh, back back doing a bit of running this week and back doing the mobility work this week and a slight bit of strength training. Um, but I have, I have a big race now um, uh, this weekend. Oh, not this weekend, Saturday week. Saturday week. So what I'm doing for the first time that I've never done before is the Belfast 24. So I don't know whether you're aware of that race. That's um, 24, yeah. hours, 24 hours around a one-mile loop. Wow, and all in the flat, of course, Gav, as well. Yeah, Victoria Park in Belfast. So, I, I, you know what? I don't, I don't even, I, I know nothing about it. I haven't looked much at it. All I knew, I've signed up. Um, I've asked Richard Newt at the crew. I'm still not too sure uh, whether he is or not. Um, I'll have to, maybe if anyone, anyone, any listeners here might be able to crew, we'll wait and see. Um, yeah. but, now, the, the, the people in the know Gav might laugh at the question but I, I doubt the guys will be wearing uh, the vapour flies in that will they or is it just no just the normal shoes or is, no. is anybody tempted to go in the vapour flies to, to get around I quicker I can't imagine I can't imagine funny enough I only changed my road running shoe this um, this uh, straight after the UTMB 
I just felt like, you know, I was using a night two for a long time. And, you know, I just wasn't, I just, I just, I just wasn't feeling it. So I changed into um, the Hoka Clifton 8s um, and I got a size bigger and, and, and I'm loving running them and I love running in them at the moment. Like there are plenty of cushion. I, I wouldn't, I rarely used to use cushion, but you know what? After the UTMB, I felt like I just need, I just need a bit of a break. So I'll try yeah. these for a while. So uh, yeah. I'll be wearing them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and is there any records, Gav, you're chasing or is there any position that you're after or, or just to kind of get through it? What, what are you thinking? Well, it's the Irish 24 hour champs. And uh, again, I have no experience in this kind of thing. So but you know yourself, I'm always optimistic when I go in. Um, as far as I know, um, Ed, I can't think of a second name now. The fella, Ian used to have the 24 hour record. But I don't think he does anymore. I think Ed has it, and I think it's I think it's around um, two hundred and fifty kilometers. So that's just over ten k an hour. So I'd imagine I'm going to be going at that pace. Whether I can sustain it for twenty four hours, I do not know. We will. We shall see. Uh, <laughs> You're a bit like the postman, uh, Gav. You always yeah. tend to deliver um, with, with you know, the results that we've seen over the last few years. So I wouldn't be surprised, mate, if you do, if you do get very, very close, if not take it. Um, but Gab, there's a couple of questions, Gab, that came in just on the Trail Running Ireland social media feed from a couple of people that, that know you and wanted to ask a couple of questions. So maybe just to, to finish off the interview, a couple of things that we maybe didn't cover through the course of the last 20 minutes or so. Um, Phil McCallan, Gav, was asking, how much hill work do you do in your training? Is it very structured? And do you make sure that you get a hill session in a week? Do you have a specific block of hill work that you do? Or, or how do you approach the hills? Um, yeah, for, for me, I try and get the, the long run in for sure um, on, on the Sunday or whatever. Not all the time, because sometimes it just doesn't work for me with the, with the way I work in that. But I try and get the long run in the hill on the Sundays. So that may be three or four hours. That's one of the big ones. Um, and then, what? although I must say, that was what I was probably lacking this year. I, I didn't do enough hill work this year, I don't think. So that, yeah. this is ideally would be the long run on the Sunday. And then I, I we used to often go for a midweek social run on a Wednesday. So we were doing two hill sessions a week. Um, and that was basically it. They were generally just easy, easy runs. Um, not too hard, and then every now and again, I might do, I might do a hard hill run, but not too often. Okay, Noel Cullen was asking Gav that if you did go back to UTMB, what time do you think you could do if everything did go according to plan? And I know that's such a hard question to answer because just there's so many things that can go wrong. It's such a tough course, so it's so hard to predict. Um, Inky did 28 hours and four minutes. I'm not too sure if that's the the quickest time by an Irishman or not, you might know, Gav. But if you did like to do it again, I presume you'd like to go towards the 28-hour mark. Yeah, um, I, I, I reckon I could do under 27. I, I honestly think, like, that's optimistic. But I know, as far as I know, the Irish time, which is set by Inky, because I only had discussion with them the day before, um, was twenty, well, just under twenty-five hours, Ian Keith. Right? Wow. Okay. I don't yeah, know brilliant. whether I'm not hundred percent sure whether that was the hundred and seventy k loop that day, but because um, it is that is an incredible time. But um, 
yeah, so I'd like to try and run under 27 or 28. I think I could do it at 27. Um, but I mean, you know, want to be having a good run, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, let me see. Next one up, Gav, I have here is Owen Hughes was just asking about in Eco Trail, how yeah. much water did you carry at the start? And how much do you drink over the course? And I suppose, is there something, Gav, that you're very aware of as you're running in, in any ultra race, in Eco Trail, maybe in, in this particular case? Do you, do you make sure you're topped up on water, even on gels? Are, are you very focused on it? Not, I, I, I don't focus as much as some people, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> but um, I start with a leader um, and I mix two high five sachets in. So each high five sachets has about 180 calories. So that's all I had at the start. And I had eight goo gels in my back pocket. And that's all I was racing with. So, and then I didn't, I had it in another leader. I skipped the first water station. Uh, so skipped that one and made it to 30K. Took a half a liter there. Um, half, maybe a liter in Roundwood. So that's two and a half liters. And then maybe a liter and a half on the way back so you're talking maybe four liters for the whole eight hours okay and then you you would have got through the eight gels as well yeah exactly yeah i got through i think it was eight goo gels so i think there's 100 calories in each one yeah. so okay. yeah so that would have been 800 900 calories so um yeah. obviously you're running calorie deficient which we do all the time in ultra running no matter what way you look at it um, sure. And I'm sure you maybe you might have heard Ian in the last um, show, Gav, that Ian was saying that in UTMB, all he took on board was a Snickers bar over the whole, what, 28 hours and four minutes. Incredible. He, he's, a, he's, a, he's an incredible machine, isn't he? Yeah. That, like, I understand, like, that's just not for me. Like, I, I, ha, I have done it. I have done ultras and I can. I, I know I can run with, without little or nothing for, for a long, long time. Um, I just prefer if I do eat because I just find the recovery process after the racing um, it goes a lot quicker if you eat during the races all stuff like that you're less tired after the race there's loads of little things you know for me for me but um, yeah okay okay and then just the final one here Gab um, a good friend of the show Fabio mentioned that he's observing that your shorts are getting shorter and shorter and um, does that mean that you're getting faster and faster <laughs> <laughs> I had my baggy shorts on in the, in the Eco Trail. <laughs> Maybe that was the problem. Yeah. You should have went for a shorter pair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a, yeah, the shorts was, I don't wear the shorts, you know, the, the road racing shorts, as I call them. Uh, they're, 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 when you wear them in ultras, um, if you get a bit of chafe in them things, it's uh, in your side of the inside of your legs. Um, it's a disaster. That's why I like the ones, the dub twin skins. The yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, perfect. Um, well, maybe just to finish off the, the, the conversation, and thanks, Emil, for joining us on the show again. Um, overall, Gav, how do you think trail running in Ireland is developing? And I know this is a big open question, and sure we could be here all night, but just a couple maybe of thoughts from you in terms of standard of racing, standard of athletes. Do you see things improving, or do we still have a bit to go, do you think? What, what are your feelings on it? Um, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely improving. That's for sure. And there's a lot more interest in the in the long distance over fifty mile races kind of thing, fifty mile and up races. Uh, and the times are getting faster, and the competition's getting a bit fierce. So you could see it in Eco Trail. There was six or seven lads at, at the front there, 
you wouldn't get that too often um, in 50-mile races. And it's good to see because it helps me improve as well. Because, um, I mean, I'll have to be at the top of my game. The more people that come to try and beat me, the, yeah. I'll have to improve. But then uh, there's a lot more races. Down in Munster, they, they're really good quality races. Same up in uh, Donegal, they have a few nice races. So all that kind of stuff is, is making things better. Um, it, and then with Imra obviously doing a, a great job as well so the standard is improving but it's improving worldwide so um, oh it is just, absolutely yeah. across the board yeah and hopefully maybe we might get more and more young trail run- runners into racing as well because I think there is a bit of a general trend that the, the profile of your mountain runner trail runner it is kind of you know pushing on into the late 30s 40s 50s so I think it would be super and hopefully anybody listening to the show today can share it with maybe their younger brother or you know young friends in their mid-20s to get them out to the hills early so by the time yeah. they get to their early 30s and mid 30s they're really pushing on rather than just starting you know so maybe hopefully that's something we'll see over the next little while yeah we have some good lads in their early 20s and stuff that uh, they haven't up the distance yet but we'll see in a few years time when they start hitting 30 I can yeah. see them, uh, them yeah. doing well. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, Gav, thanks a million. It's always great fun as always. Great to talk to you. And good luck with the recovery after Eco Trail, after UTMB. And good luck next week in Belfast. And uh, best of luck as you attack that Irish record. Cheers, Owen. Thanks a million. Thanks for having me again. Okay. Talk soon, mate. Got you. Bye bye. Well, that's a wrap for episode 36, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Gavin. What an inspiration he is and what an incredible natural talent. And who knows what Gavin will be capable of doing over the coming years. He's achieved so much and I think he's just going to keep on going from strength to strength. Thanks as always to Rene Borg from Running Coach Ireland with some great tips on how to approach the base period. Good luck, guys, with your training over the next two or three weeks until our next episode. Thanks a million once again to all of our Patreon and if you would like to support the show please do check us out on patreon.com in the meantime guys keep on smiling as you're running let's get our running gear on let's go